Hey guys, and welcome to a very exciting episode <laughs> of Three Shows in a Book. I'm your host, Liz. I am your other host, Shiloh. I just jumped in. I don't know what happened right there. You're supposed to say, I'm the other one, Shiloh. I know. I fucked up. I'm sorry. I'm the other one, Shiloh. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Like never. Exactly. And on today's show, we are going to be talking about the 2018 psychological horror film... Hereditary. Hereditary, which we both have very strong opinions on. Yeah. And to pair with that, we have... Apothic Rosé. A rosé with dark secrets. Apothic is inspired by the Apotheca, a mysterious place where some of the earliest wine was blended and stored. Apothic wines offer a truly unique wine experience. Rosé... The Apothic Rosé blends layers of strawberry and watermelon for a refreshing wine that is light in color, yet dark in nature. Oh. I know. I'm excited. It's so dramatic. It's such a dramatic wine. And I can't find on here anywhere the uh, percent of alcohol, so we'll just see what happens. We'll figure it out. Yeah. All right, let's get to it. <laughs> Woohoo! All right. <laughs> let's open this bottle of wine. All right. So Shiloh and I were, we were shit talking with the mic <laughs> off, so, you know, oh. we're not going to share those stories with you tonight. Probably not ever, but there's good ones. <laughs> if you know us personally, you can always ask and we will tell you. We talk shit like nobody's business. It's true. It's now, a gift. <laughs> and a curse. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's just a gift. I did bring some ice, because okay. I am... A personal fan. We'll try oh. this first without the eyes. Yeah, let's see. It smells good. It smells like wine. It's going to be weird after all of our candy wine. It's going to need ice. And Shiloh doesn't like it. I didn't say that. <laughs> I just have to adjust my palate because I'm used to wine that's like, you know. Sugar. Sugar. Yeah, and this is like wine. Thank you. Boop. Got some ice in there. And now she's drinking the water out of the ice. Well, I hope I don't want any more ice. Shit. You're going to have more. I promise. Mm -hmm. Okay. So, a little bit of facts behind uh, the movie. Mm -hmm. It's a 2018. And this was the feature directorial debut for Ari Aster, who okay. was the writer and the director on this movie. And he has another film out called Midsummer. Which oh, is, yeah, I've heard a lot about that one. Right. So I was thinking maybe we would watch I that one. I want to watch that. Oh, I'm still watching it. Um, so first off, um, side note, his movies tend to be on the long side because I looked uh, at the yeah. time frame of Midsummer, and it is actually longer oh, than Hereditary. Sake. I kept pausing this movie <laughs> like, God, is it almost over? It's still an hour <laughs> left? So it's two hours and seven minutes long. That um, will never come back to me. And I, I just have to say, I thought it was fantastic. <laughs> so overall, uh, in the box office, it netted forty-four point one million dollars. I mean, really isn't much. It, no, it's not. It's it's very low. But it did not run for a long time, and it was released in two thousand eighteen. So you had a whole other slew of movies that were just more powerful than this one, and with a no-name sure. director, you mm -hmm. know, and. With it being two hours long, nobody really wants to go sit in a movie theater for two hours and seven minutes. And watch something like this. If it's not like a superhero movie or, you know, something of that nature. Yep. Um, so it had Tony Collette, Alex Wolf, 
Millie Shapiro. In her first role. Yes, and she was terrifying. Uh, and Gabriel Byrne. Byrne as yep. the dad, Steve. Steve. And then Anne Dodd as Joan. Okay. Joan is a neighbor. You'll you'll get to know her soon. She's not, though. Um, she's not really, no. She's just kind of somebody God who inserts it, herself. I know. They're almost gone. They're Ugh. almost gone. The gnat problem still persists. We, we found the source of the gnats. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Ours is down the drain where we can't get to it because Tony said I can't pour boiling water down my drain. <laughs> so um, ours was actually our... Um, our composter. Oh, our, yeah. Our inside compost. That'll do it. So, like, I guess nobody had thrown Emptied it into shit the out. composter <laughs> in our backyard. So there was, like, oh, I guess boy. my child, um, he was gagging as he was taking it out to the trash. And he texted <laughs> me, I found the nuts. Um, oh, I bet. <laughs> yes. So, I mean, gross. But after yes. after that's gone, they've kind of, like, Thinned out a little. Thinned out a little. So I just keep like cleaning and keeping the sink clear and, you know, just making sure there's no food for them to like survive on. Yeah. Ours are never going to go away. Spraying Lysol. The kids (laughs) never put things in the dishwasher ever. Well. (gasps) And I don't understand why. I started threatening mine. These gnats will not go to the apple cider vinegar. I have never had that happen before. It's like a super bug. Yeah, it's something. Like, they just won't. And I'm like, are you goddamn kidding me? So, anyway. Back to the movie. (laughs) So, I do have to say. But we digress. Yes. And it will happen a lot today. Um, (laughs) IMDb gave it a 7.3 out of 10. And that was 312,657 votes on that for, to give it that 7.3 out of 10. Mm -hmm. Ron Tomatoes gave it a 90% on their tomato meter and 69% through audience. Um, That's what I think about it. (laughs) So Toni Collette, she's done a lot of interesting roles, but I feel like this one was her most dramatic. Yeah. She's, she's usually a stepmom or a mom of some sort. She, she's, typecasted into that well, role she's, she was she was Joni and knives out and she was muriel and muriel's goop. wedding <laughs> goop yeah is that what it was that mm-hmm. she goop. it's a lifestyle yes <laughs> exactly um but this role for her was i mean i felt that it was just amazing i i loved i'm gonna ruin it again i loved this movie um shiloh hated it and um, it pissed me off I, well, okay, so this movie, literally for an hour and, like, 45 minutes, you're sitting there, like, what what's happening? Like, and there's all these little creepy things that kind of happen, and then, you know, it's some sort of mind fuck, and then you're kind of on edge, like, waiting for something to happen, and nothing happens. Yeah. For an hour and 45 minutes. Yeah, it was, it was bleak the entire way through, <laughs> and what pissed me off about it is that... It's portrayed as a psychological thriller. Right. But then you get to that last 30 minutes or so, and all of a sudden, oh, hey, there's demons and bullshit, (laughs) which... (sighs) 
See, and I, I felt like they were leading up to that because they were because they get out, you know, grandma's books and she's looking through it and you can kind of like see what's being, you know, yeah, gone through there. Of. And then you're looking at the pictures and the pictures are weird as fuck. And yeah. you're just like, wait a minute. So they're leaving these little breadcrumbs all yeah. along. And like Charlie, who is um, wrong with Charlie. Millie Shapiro, she is the youngest. She's 13. And she looks like she may have had cleft palate or something of that nature. And she just makes this, like, clicking noise with her tongue. All the goddamn time. (laughs) Yes, exactly. Which it... It's a plot point. Yes, exactly. It's a plot point. But, like... So, she's she's very annoying little sister who is clearly seeking attention. I think something was like wrong, wrong with, with her, her. Yes. as far as i don't know if she was autistic or what but which would explain not right with charlie right and I and mean, i didn't like her so i didn't quite like her either i just felt like she was this you know teenage girl who was trying was to figure lump. out her life and she didn't know what to do with herself she didn't know how to stand she didn't know how to walk she didn't know how to talk she didn't know how to act and um you know going back to the breadcrumbs holy fuck um <laughs> Nat. Yeah. <laughs> Going back to the breadcrumbs, um, you know, at one point she says, I think grandma wanted me to be a boy. Yeah. And, you know, that's at fairly early in the movie. Mm-hmm. And, you know, all of these little things just add up at the end. Like, yeah. it, they all mean something. It's not like they just randomly blurted something out and it didn't mean something and it didn't come to fruition at the end. Because it does, every single conversation they have makes sense at the end. Which kind of fucks you up because it does i'm gonna be honest i texted shiloh after i watched the movie and i'm like i thought i was gonna be scared but i wasn't scared it's fine just don't just don't let your kids watch it that night no (laughs) fucking lie (laughs) i was up at three o'clock in the morning scared out of my fucking mind i was having nightmares and then i could not put myself back to sleep (laughs) And I haven't been so scared of a movie in fucking forever. And Since it. Yes. I think that was the last one you had nightmares on. It right. It or part two. Part it was. It was it. It was it the was original. It, the first yeah. one, yeah. And like, because the second one was just a terrible letdown. Um, <laughs> the first one was a terrible letdown. Wow. I liked it. It was scary, but it was like, it was a childhood fear, you know? So it, it's been eating away at me for 30 plus years and... <laughs> Like, anywho, I'm just um, sitting here sloping <laughs> at her while she's talking. I'm just gonna. I'm let digging go. my grave even <laughs> deeper. Just gonna let it. Just see how far this goes. Mm-hmm. Let's follow it. So, um, I'm not a fan of the wine. It's okay. Yeah, it's not bad. It's adequate. It's not anything really special. No, I thought it was gonna be a little bit more flavorful. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That's why I picked you know, it. We can't do grown up wine. So. It's true. Is, I mean, it's not bad, but... Yep. We needed to... I, I'm sorry. I'll make it to the jungle next time. That's fine. Um, you, you're taking it a lot harder than I am. It's fine. It's okay. I've digressed and become more accustomed to the fruity wines. <laughs> I used to be an adult wine person, but... You I know, have ruined you. She has. She has. And I don't feel bad about it either. <laughs> <laughs> 
So, um, the start of this movie, we are introduced to the Graham family, and they are on their way to a funeral. Yeah, it starts with an obituary. Yes. Like a printed obituary. And that was honestly one of the things that annoyed me about this movie. It was fast. Well, there was way too much shit that was yes. written. Yes. I kept having to pause the movie and get up and walk over to the TV See? so I could fucking read what it says. See, I didn't even do all that. I just left it. Like, I, I meant to. It, if it's written down, I'm, I have to read it. I meant I to, to read it. I, I meant to, to Google it later, and I never did, to be honest. The people so. who know me know that I cannot walk away from... Scripture. Writing. Oh, God, I can easily <laughs> walk away from Scripture. I can't walk away from, like, a story. Yeah. Whether it be, you know, a two-sentence horror story or a book. If right. it's there, I'm going to read it, because I love a story. So, yeah, and those were part of the story, so I was trying to So what to did this say? Because I didn't watch it. It was just the obituary for Ellen. Okay, Lee, which is the grandma. Who is the grandmother. The mother of Annie. Yeah, so, you know, Ellen Lee, beloved wife of Martin, who's already dead, mother of Annie and Charlie, or Charles, who is also already dead, yep. and grandmother to that's what i noticed you know. was that a lot of them were already dead and it was like dead 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 and i was just like yeah okay cool yep. obits yep. let's go here we are so you go into so annie is pay, played by tony collette and mm-hmm. she is the mother um and it is her mother ellen who has passed and they're at this funeral and she is going to give the eulogy and she stands up there and she is just shocked at the amount of people that are there. She yes. did not expect that. Um, before that, though, she she gets this necklace that's, you know, left to her from her mother. Mm-hmm. And it's gold, and it's got this really elaborate design yeah, on it. kind of thing. Yeah. Very scrolly and kind of cool. Right. And so she puts it on, and she's wearing it throughout the whole funeral and everything like that. And there's all these people, and she gives this terrible... Uh, eulogy about how her mother was a secretive person and you private and right. not very warm and you can tell that you can tell they did not have a good relationship she had some for sure childhood trauma yeah. <laughs> very very yeah and so the things that i noticed starting off the movie was that um it starts with the obituary yeah and then it's like showing it's showing the I don't even know what really to call them. The things that Annie makes. Oh, so she's... They're like dollhouses and like dioramas. So she's a miniature artist. Yes, which is amazing. I love that shit. That's what she specializes in. But I didn't know what to call it. (laughs) Like dioramas. (laughs) It's basically dioramas because it's like scenes from her life. Yes. And And they're they're bizarre as fuck. Fuck. They're like really when cool. she's holding the baby. Yeah. And, and then her you can mother see is like with her hovering, breast yes. open yeah. out. I mean, I'm just like, what was that? Like, was she attempting to breastfeed the Probably. baby? Which you later find out was Charlie because she did not allow her mother near Peter, which is the oldest child. Yes. Yeah. So, yeah, because, you know, it's starting off and it's like showing us this workspace with all of these dioramas and like this music is well, so heavy the transition though yeah oh the transition was was really cool cool yeah because 
it starts off and you're looking at this miniature art diorama of this house and it looks like a dollhouse mm -hmm. and you go into one of the bedrooms and all of a sudden boom it's real it's yeah. real it's it's the actual bedroom right it's peter's bedroom but i was just like lots of oboe yes and then i wrote very tense music for nothing happening yes and that's how it is the <laughs> entire so hour immediately 45 minutes gets you well two hours and seven minutes well no because but the, something yeah some shit happened at the end yeah i mean but it's like the last 15 minutes of the movie that you're just the whole time you're like <gasps> <laughs> so i mean well and then there's maybe one other part before that where you're just like holy shit what the fuck just yes. happened and that part yes that part is i knew about that i got like two pages into this into my notes and i was like oh fuck this is the one where the kid gets decapitated isn't it? <laughs> because that scene is on a shit ton of, like, ranker lists of, like, most disturbing film moments. Oh, okay. Like, all of that kind of shit. It's always in there. Well, it was very disturbing. It was absolutely and, fucked and to the sky. Unaccept or unexpected is what I was going to say, but we'll get to that part because I have a lot of thoughts on how Peter handled that situation. Which and was poorly. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I mean, look, there's chocolate cake when clearly she has a nut allergy because in the well, beginning of the movie, yes, yes. she's eating these granola bars and they're like, oh, something. did was you it check? a granola bar or a chocolate bar? Uh, maybe a chocolate bar. I think it was a chocolate yeah. bar. And they're like, does that have nuts in it? Yeah. And no. all three of them check. Peter yeah. checks, you know, yeah. Annie checks and Steve checks. And then they say, good, because we don't have your EpiPen. Right. Which, okay, listen, this yes. part, that pissed me off yeah. like throughout the movie yes. because- I know some kids with nut allergies, yeah. and they have fucking always got their EpiPens with them. You have to. 100% of the time. Or you'll get decapitated. Well, <laughs> maybe, I mean, eventually, yes. But, but like, seriously, they always have their EpiPen. That is, like, rule number yeah. one. You no, always carry your EpiPen. And the fact that they were so cavalier about it. Oh, I know. They didn't ask her ever do you have your pen right you, where like, is nothing. your pen yeah like, like they're just like you got any nuts in there no okay fine we don't have your pen so it's i'm a, glad i left that responsibility to my 13 year old exactly your 13 year old who is obviously not all there there right so you know um clearly the family dynamics in this are also a little fucked up you you know oh, that annie so has annie has that childhood trauma which you can see right off the bat with yeah. her eulogy mm -hmm. um Oddly enough, Steve, his profession is a psychiatrist. He's the <laughs> husband. Yeah. Um, and I felt so bad for him. I did too. I felt bad for him and I felt, God, I felt so bad for Peter. So I like, thought. So bad. Yeah, I know. 18 I, times I'm, I'm writing down like, God, poor Peter. Poor yes. Peter. Poor Peter. And I almost felt like there was hope. And that Steve was going to turn this whole thing yes. around. And, yes. like, he was going to be the white knight and he was going to be the saving grace. And, and that went up in flames. Good <laughs> 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 one. Um, so, you know, you're, you're really kind of seeing that the family dynamic, the Graham family, they're quite fucked up. The Graham and, and Lee family. Yes. Because she was a Lee. Well, and... It all stems from Annie, for sure, 100%. And it seems like the first half of their marriage, when they were raising Peter, things seemed to be normal, and mm -hmm. she was able to stabilize. Mm -hmm. But then when she was pregnant with Charlie is when she allowed her mother, Ellen, back into their lives. And that is where a lot of that drama comes back into their lives. It yes. causes stress on the marriage. It causes stress in the family. And honestly, the... 
the life that they project out into the world seems like a very perfect life. Sure, yeah, normal all-American family. Two kids, a dog, a beautiful home. God, I love that Sta- house. Oh, my God, the house gorgeous. is gorgeous. Oh. And, you know, the treehouse, too. Treehouse, yes, yeah. I was going to say. Beautiful little treehouse off to the side of the garage. Really like, yeah, it was big. Especially and, at the end. Yeah. And that's where, you know, um, Charlie spends a lot of her time is in yes, that treehouse. So she is 100%, you know, just she just in her own world and mm-hmm. she also is kind of artsy so yeah, she's, she likes to draw yeah and also build things and mm-hmm. you see yes. her she's got her own little workspace in her bedroom which i thought was kind of cool too mm-hmm. you know both these kids have massive bedrooms yeah i mean their bedrooms are just big yeah so i mean great little house and you know they they make it look like they are just you know the joneses yeah, for sure they are 100 percent. everything's Four square with them. Yes. So as they're trying to get through, you know, the funeral and they get home and Annie says to Steve, I thought I would feel worse. Should I feel worse? Yeah. She's like, this feels weird. Yeah. I don't feel bad. Yeah. And I... And that's when I was a little bit confused because she walked into the house and I had already been drooling over this house. Like, oh my God, this house in the woods is gorgeous. gorgeous. She walks in and she says... She's just standing in the entryway, and she says, this feels weird. And I'm like, was this Ellen's house? Like, is yeah. that why it feels weird? But then she goes on to say, like, why aren't I more sad? I feel like I should be more yes. sad than I am. And that, I related with her on that. Like, I, I yeah. literally turned to my husband, and I was like, I totally get that feeling. Yep. Because I did not feel sad when my mother passed. Yep. It was just, you know all the childhood trauma that you experience and you know sometimes when that happens it's it's more of a relief than it is a, yes a sadness yeah so i i understood how she felt there so that's how i was like yeah that, that woman's fucked up yeah, she's <laughs> bad news. so you know then it goes on and you know it's it's all very normal mundane shit that's happening and for the most part, yeah they're yeah. just going about their life and they've got boxes of mom stuff which is just ellen's shit that she had left over mm-hmm. they pretty much got rid of everything else except for these like six to eight boxes that are Mm -hmm. sitting in a room somewhere right in her studio yeah they're in the workspace yeah and uh steve gets an email well first we got to back up though a little bit and talk about um annie and charlie's discussion when annie's tucking charlie in yes because yeah charlie is upset and i wrote down i think charlie is maybe the only one that's actually upset that ellen is dead yeah because nobody else really is they're just whatever well they had a bond yeah you know annie says that you know you were her favorite she loved you the most yeah and that's when charlie says i think grandma wanted me to be a boy she wanted me to be a boy it wasn't i think she pretty much she said grandma wanted me to be a boy right and um annie's just like no honey yeah and then charlie says she wants to know who's going to take care of her after mom dies, yeah. after Annie dies. And Annie's kind of like, I mean, I'm not planning on dying, but I yep. guess it would be your dad and Peter that would take care of you. And what happens if 
Peter dies, her dad dies. and Yeah, it's kind of a weird... It's a very weird conversation. But yeah, definitely that also kind of gives you some insight into, like, Charlie's mental state. And, which is wackadoo. Yeah. Um, but then also in this scene, Annie notices on the wall, written on the wall, satiny. S-A-T-O-N-Y. Like, it looks like yeah. it's written in ballpoint pen on the wall by Charlie's bed. And you see her, like, look at it, and then that's it. Then she, she like, if I had seen that on the wall, I probably would have gotten up and gone over and looked at it more closely. Like, what the or hell been is this like, on the wall? Who's writing on these yeah, walls? Yeah, why are you writing on the walls? <laughs> Especially if you're not sad, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. But I guess if her kid's sad, then maybe she doesn't want to, you know, punish her while she's feeling yeah, I don't know. in a low I mean, moment. I don't know. But I felt like that was a little odd. Maybe she'll figure it out later. Yeah. Uh, sure. <laughs> the teeniest little ice nuggets in the world. Yeah, so then Charlie goes to bed and Annie goes into her mom, into the studio and she opens one of her mom's boxes. Yes. And she pulls out this book that I think said was on spiritualism. Yes. Yeah. Um, and there's like a little card in the front of it. It almost looks like a, one of those cards that they put on like floral arrangements. Yes. And... It just says, you know, I'm sorry. And it's yeah. from her mom. It's, it's weird. to I, her I from want, her mother. Yes. I, I hope you can forgive me for this. Um, something about, like, her despair and her losses, but the sacrifices will be worth the rewards. Right. And I was like, what the fuck is she talking about? Again, breadcrumbs. Yes. You know, yeah, it's breadcrumbs all... now, but I was just like, what? It's all leading up because, yeah, I mean, and you don't you don't realize it, but you have to pay attention to this movie. And it's just it's the little things. It's and stop not it even and read all the fucking small print everywhere. <laughs> See, I didn't do God that. Damn it. Um, but um, so moving on. Um, yeah. So you're getting kind of glimpses into Ellen's bizarre little world. Mm -hmm. It looks yep. kind of normal like their life does, but mm -hmm. clearly something was off. Yeah, she was odd. Um, and then this is also where Annie sees her mom standing in the shadows. Yes. In the studio. After she is, you know, she reads this note and then she like slams the book and throws it back in the box and closes the box back up and looks up and there's her mom standing like in one of the corners, like with a big grin on her face. And that creepy in and of itself. Yes. And so that's where I thought, I thought for sure that the movie was going to pick up mm -hmm. right there. I'm like, oh, here it comes. We got, the, comes. we got the first glimpse of, you know, yep. a little bit of scary. Now let's, let's dive in. But you're disappointed. Yep. Because literally. Still plotting. It's. After it's that, very it's bleak. very quiet. <laughs> it's a very bleak movie. Right. Like, and this is another one that's very just dark all the time. It's yes. dark. All the rooms are dark. It's never really sunny. It's overcast. Like, dark, yeah. dark, dark. Yeah. Unremittently dark. And everything is, you know, even though they try to make it seem like, you know, it's just normal life moving. Mm -hmm. And that's, I liked that about that. I liked that it was kind of an insight into their everyday life. Like, right. you know what? Yes, grandma died. We got to move on, get back to work, school, everything. Yep. And I mean, literally, you watch the kids go to school. You watch, you know, the husband go to work. You watch her work in her studio and, you know, push herself for these deadlines. And yep. um, it's just this normal, mundane yep. life with a little bit of 
weirdness every weirdness now and every now and then yeah yes so then we get to see the kids at school and you know peter's kind of having a hard time focusing and whatnot well he's a pothead too yes yeah he's, he hangs he's out with all the hitting the bong rather regularly <laughs> um so then i write down what is wrong with charlie yes because it shows her at school and she's supposed to be taking oh, a quiz. This part. Yes. And she's like playing with some toy under the desk. And the teacher's like, um, Charlie, how about we finish our quiz before we play with the toy? Well, she asks her, Are you done? And she says, Almost. Yeah. And then she flips her paper over because it was facing down. Completely blank. There's completely blank. And nothing. then that's that's when the teacher's like, How about we how about we work on our on our work yeah Save and that then play with our toys yes and um i really i really liked that because i felt like she was grieving really hard and you know i felt like maybe that was just her way you know she's just she's, she's 13 just, she's her, a lump. she looks a lot younger except for she's got real big boobs yeah yes i actually did write does. down at one point like how the fuck old is this kid they supposed to be are trying to hide her breasts They're like massive they put her in baggy like yeah sweaters the whole movie she's just a baggy, but you can still see them They're like big. she's definitely she's got she's got some t-tos developed Yes, and that's where I was like, that's where I was really confused because she looks young. She acts like she's about eight, Mm -hmm. but she's got these honkers. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm like, I don't understand how. But then this scene was really Shiloh's like, please don't jump. You'll ruin the movie. (laughs) Right. God's sakes. Um, Take his eye out. This this part of the movie is. It's like a Christmas carol (laughs) or a Christmas movie. Oh, sweet. Speaking of which, we're going to digress here for a second. Oh, we are. Okay. That never they happens. They are making... Yes, they're making a did sequel. Did you see yes, it? with the grown-up Yes. Kids. I love it. I yes. Hope it's good. I saw the preview for it today. Oh, did you? Yes. It looks great. Oh, I can't it wait. It looks great. They're back in the old house, oh, you yay. know, of course, in Cleveland. Of course. And uh, Tony and I went there. Did you guys go? Yeah, we went. They we went to the house. The best poutine at that little bar that's, like, right on the really? side we street there. We didn't go there. to the bar because we had the kids. We went to the bar because we were by ourselves. Yeah. <laughs> mm, poutine. It was so good. Delightful. Like, literally, we had some drinks, ate some poutine, and played some. They had this weird, um, I guess it's a thing that you guys play up north here. It, it's like this wooden board. Cribbage. Is that with what the that's little, called? With the little pegs yeah. and the cards? No. No? No. It had, like, it was, like, almost like shuffleboard and bowling had a baby. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, Mumbly peg? No. I don't know what yeah, it is. Yeah, I know what you're but... talking about. I can't think of the name of it. Is there like a top? Yeah. That you like spin the top and knock down the the pins? Yes. Yeah. I it don't was weird. What that's called. And it was like and the guy the guy who owned the bar was there and he was giving us all this kind of history of like the movie and like how they were, you know, they were there when it was filmed mm-hmm. and how the the whole mall had to shut down and oh, it was not Christmas time when they filmed. So they had to dress up the whole area and like he was talking about how only certain parts of it were filmed. So the mall scene was filmed here and all the house scenes were filmed here, mm-hmm. but everything else was filmed elsewhere. Yeah. Yeah. Off. Yeah. Because, you know, Cleveland was such a shit area. Is how, that's how he put it. So anyways, I'm really excited for that that sequel i feel like that's gonna be a winner 
And if it's coming out soon, I think we should probably watch it. Yes. Yes. I would like to do that. So, back to the movie. So then a bird hits the window. Yes. And yeah, and this is where... That's where I was really like, what the fuck is wrong with Charlie? Right. Because, oh, hey, I've still got a Swedish fish in here. I thought I ate them all. Oh, I got two! <laughs> what a find. Um, because Charlie is kind of, you know, the teacher tells her to quit playing with her toy and do her fucking quiz. And so she's kind of sitting there just sort of snarling sulking. at her. She, well, she's looking straight ahead, and you can tell that she's, like, sulking. Yes. She's upset. She's, yeah, because she's just a lump. She's and in my head, I'm thinking, you know, this little girl's grieving. Like, she's clearly upset about her grandmother. Like, she was upset the night before. She's now got to go to school and deal with bullshit quizzes. Like, I get it. I get it. Like, if you're close to somebody and they die, it is sad. And you are going through a grieving process. And this is likely the first time that she's experiencing death. Mm -hmm. So in my mind, it all made sense that she would act like a complete spaced out freak. But I think she's like that all the time. Well, I got that afterwards. But Mm -hmm. when you're watching it initially, that's at least when I was watching it, I was like, oh, this poor little thing. But then as the movie goes on, that's just her. Yeah, I mean, that was kind of my first... I'm like, there's there's something wrong with this kid. Uh, it's never explained what it is. If she's Where's autistic, the there it is, yeah, right there, or what. But there's definitely she's not right. So this bird hits the window, and it is a large bird, and it hits the window really hard, and yes. like everyone in the class jumps and exclaims and everything. And is Charlie it okay? Oh is my still god! Looking just down, sitting, staring straight ahead. She does not even flinch when the bird hits the window. I jumped when the bird hit the window. So did I. She doesn't even move. Just sits there. So when that happened, did you think maybe that she had something to do with the bird hitting the window? Because that was my thought. I was like, ooh, is she psychic? Like, is something <laughs> wrong with her? Like, is she able to control nature in that way? Like, I didn't think that. But I did because, it, like, the way it showed the bird, it was black. And I was like, ooh, is it a crow? Is this some kind of an omen thing? Yeah. But as it turns out, it was a pigeon. A pigeon, Because yes. it shows her after school. And she goes back and she finds where that yeah, bird is. And it's on a bush. A, it's a big old pigeon. And it's like, yeah, it's landed on top of this bush. And she just grabs the scissors. She's got scissors. And she cuts this fucking bird's head off. And then she mounts it to her little sculpture. And she <laughs> Yes. And this is where I wrote down, I don't like Charlie. <laughs> Then we find out he gets the phone call. Yes. Uh, Steve, the husband, gets the phone call that From the cemetery. Ellen's grave has been desecrated. Yes. And he's like, desecrated how? <laughs> yeah. And then he kind of goes quiet and he walks away. And he doesn't tell anybody about this. And well, he does say, it's only been a week. Yes. <laughs> yes. Because Steve is innocent in all of this and you know he's married into the crazy yeah and um i mean really they're all innocent in this you know these things are not in their control they did not have anything to do with what is happening really i don't know i feel like well yeah i guess if ann um didn't really have a relationship with her mother yeah she was even as a teenager or child or you know yeah yeah. She was not a participant in this. This she, was not they done all with just any of inherited her will in, this. Yeah. It's it's not her will or her consent in this. It's just happening. Which makes me wonder why they called it hereditary instead of inheritance. Like yeah. <laughs> Cuz inheritance sounds like stuff and hereditary is 
in the blood. Right. Yeah, makes sense, I guess. Yeah. I guess. Yeah. So, anyways, she's got this pigeon head. Steve's discovered that the grave has been desecrated. Um, you don't know how bad it is yet. Like, you, you really don't know anything. And he kind of just says it and walks away and he keeps it to himself. Right. Which is, I get it. Yes. Your wife is, mother's Grieving. just dead. It's been a week and now her grave has been desecrated. Who needs to deal with that shit? Correct. So, I mean, keep, I mean, the life just keeps going on. More mm-hmm. mundane stuff. Um Peter is then, where are you at? Where are you Um, Annie going to the, she says she's going to a movie. Oh, yes. But she actually goes to like a a help group for losing a loved one. Yeah, it's like grief group counseling. Yes. And I looked into those when my mom died. Mm -hmm. And I like, I literally thought about going to those meetings just because I, 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 I didn't, I didn't know if me not feeling bad was bad. Yeah. And, like, I literally, but, I mean, I did eventually start to feel it. And, you know, it's just you're numb from everything. So I I related with her on that as well. Like, she's mm-hmm. sitting at this meeting, and they ask her to speak, and she's like, well, my mom was a complete cut well, bag. Well, at first she's like, <laughs> yeah, no, I don't, I don't want to say anything. And then she just starts to just vomit yes. up all of the stuff. Yes. And it's all kind of just chunks. Like, mm-hmm. she'll stop. And then she'll start back up again. It's like right. she can't get it all out. So she's talking about her, you know, her mother. Um, and I love when she says everything. And she's so, like, she's so to the point and precise with everything. And at the end, and she's like, and that's my mom. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. So it comes out while she's, you know, having this this purging. Yes. Is that her mom had... DID, which is Dissociative Identity Disorder, which we've talked about before. No, this is multiple personality. Multiple personality, yes. Yes, but her brother, Charles, killed himself. He hung himself in her mom's bedroom and left a note blaming her mom. He was schizophrenic. Yes. And so he was blaming mom for putting these voices inside of him. Yes. We find out that her dad starved to death... Because he was, what was he, paranoid, depressive, or mm-hmm. some kind of depressive, and so he starved himself to death. I mean, so we've got all of these massive, mental massive health issues. mental health issues, like, right in her immediate family. Yep. And that's where I was like, okay, how much of this is actually just in her head? Yes. Where she's losing it. So, Yeah. Well, see, and I, I didn't think of it as her losing it, because I felt like she felt very stable. I, but that's how they always portray it. Like, right. they seem stable, and then on the inside, they're just fucking losing their minds. I mean, but literally. But she, she wasn't. She, she was. I mean, I guess. She was. Yes. So, yes. Then. So, um, so we're not even, like, ten minutes into the movie at this well, point. Well, <laughs> we're a little bit further than that. I'd say we're probably about half. I want to skip to the party. Okay. Yeah, I mean, that's basically the next part anyway. The next big thing. So go for it. Hit the party. So Peter decides that I he's, he's going to go out. You want to grab you some? No, it's okay. okay. I can wait. I'll I can, grab some on my way out. I can text Tony to bring us some. <laughs> bring the bowl of candy. No. <laughs> yeah. It's okay. I, sorry, guys. I, I gave out some loser candy this year. No, Swedish fish are delicious. Sweeter, Swedish fish and... Uh, Swedish fish? Swedish fish. But they don't call it Swedish fish over there. No, they call it American fish. No, 
I think they just call it like gummy fish, fish or something <laughs> like that. They just call it fish. Yes, exactly. <laughs> um, I feel like I Googled that before and now I can't remember what it was, but it was something so like plant, like bland, you know, like <laughs> chewy fish. Yeah, exactly. Like easy peasy. Mm-hmm. Um, us Americans, we're so backward sometimes. French fries. Like all the time. Swedish fish. Like what's our obsession with naming French foods toast. after countries. countries? Yeah. What is that? We're... We're a melting pot. Are we, though? (laughs) I mean, theoretically. So, anywho, so Peter gets invited to a party, and he really wants to go. I mean, like, he's just, he just wants to go. He wants to get out of this house. Shit is weird in the house. He's uncomfortable. And you can already tell from the start of the movie, he does not fit in. Nope. He does not fit into this house. He is not artsy. He is not motivated or driven. It seems like everybody kind of has their little thing and they're just on their little path and they're just go, 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 go. Right. Whereas Peter's just like, fuck. I mean, you know? he's a teenager. He's, he's 16. Like, yeah, yeah. You know, he's so he's, he's that age. He's 16. He's just like, he he's just barely scraping by, it seems like. Mm-hmm. Um, and so he wants to go to this party. And mom's like, well... You know, well, if it's a school thing, because he... He portrays he, it as a school yes. barbecue. Yes. It's just a barbecue. A school school barbecue. It's fine. It's exactly. Fine. And she's like, well, is there going to be drinking? And he's like, mom, it's a school event. And she's like, she's pretty canny. She's like, yeah. that's not what I asked. Is there going to be drinking? And exactly. Like, I mean, we're not even old enough to drink. And she's like, that doesn't answer my question. Exactly. And um, so then she comes up with the brilliant plan of... Well, did you ask your sister if she wants to go? If it's a school thing. Yeah. She'll want to go. Yeah. And he says, well, she doesn't want to go. And she's like, did you ask her? And so he says, no, I'll ask her. And then mom runs into Charlie before Peter does and says, you are going with Peter to this party. To this party. Yeah. Yeah. And she doesn't want to go. No. Charlie does not want to go. She just against it so peter begrudgingly takes her along jesus fucking gnats there's two of them there's two of them in here and they're just everywhere they're swarming us she doesn't want to go he doesn't want to take her but mother is insisting yes so he takes her which i was like at this point i was just like why even let him go if you're so like if you're so worried about it why are you insisting that he drag his 13 year old sister along and you obviously know that something is up like you obviously know that this is not a school function point of this and i'm I'm thinking as a parent myself Mm -hmm. like i would never insist that eldest child drag youngest child along to a function right she deserves her own space and her own friends and they get along great. They're good friends. They do a lot of stuff together. Like, they will hang out all together with the friends. But because you don't force them. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's their choice. And that right. is always an option that I ask. Like, exactly. is it okay if he hangs out with you guys? Like, if you don't want him hanging out with you, Just we will... Just say so. Yeah, we yeah, will we'll go do, we'll something do something else. else. It's fine. And she's well, usually like, yeah, it's cool. He can hang with us. It's fine. It's fun. Well, Annie But that is- was not... Yeah. Their dynamic at all. No. she. These, they did not have a friendship. No. Uh, clearly, Peter thought something was wrong with Charlie and did not want to hang out with her. <laughs> he, he, I mean, he, he took care of her. He did. You know, he cared about her, but definitely was not, but they were not friends. But he cared about her in more of a parental way. Yes. Yeah. Than in the relationship like of a sibling. sibling. Yeah. Because 
of what she was. Right. Of exactly. How she was. Yeah. Exactly. Which is kind of, you know, I, I don't know. This whole movie. The I whole just, Charlie dynamic was just, she was just. It was just it wrong. It was weird. It was yeah. weird. It was off-putting and weird to me. So they go to this party. And, yeah. you know, his friends are like, yo, bro, like, these girls got some some pot, you know. Well, he's got it. He's, he's got, got it. That's weed. right. Yeah, so they're, like, walking around in this party. And it's a house party. It's not at a school. But, like, Charlie is behind him. Like, walking about two feet behind him. Yes. Directly behind him with her head down. And holding her little toy that yeah. she's been building. Yeah. That she was working on before her mother forced her to go to this event. Yeah. That she did not want to go <laughs> with to. With Peter. And, you know, she looks absolutely miserable. It's clear that everybody else in there is definitely much older than her. Mm-hmm. They're all drinking. They're all making out. They're all doing what... It's a party. Yes. They exactly. are having a teenage party. We've all been Unsupervised. There. Yes. Loud music. Yes. Chaos. Yes. So she just looks miserable and Peter looks guilty and miserable, but he's trying to make the best of it because he's there. So he's just trying to make it work. And he gets asked. He sees the girl that he likes. Yes. And so he goes up and starts talking to her and then he's like, hey, do you smoke? And he pulls out a big bag of weed and she's like, um, yeah, let's go in the back. So that is when he's like, Charlie, stay here. And she's like, I don't want to. Yeah. No, I'm not leaving you alone. Yes. And she, he's like, no, we're just going to go talk about something. You need to stay here. It'll, it'll just be for a minute. We'll, yeah. I'll just be gone for a couple minutes. It's fine. It's fine. And then all of a sudden he sees somebody in the kitchen cutting up a cake and he says, oh, look, chocolate cake. Go get yourself some chocolate cake before it's all gone. You'll want to get a fresh piece right now. She's like, it's not so, my cake. And he's like, if you just go over there and stand there, they will give you some cake. Yes. But... What we see that he doesn't is that prior to the cutting of the cake, there is a girl who has been chopping up an absolute metric fuck ton of walnuts. Yes. Like right next to the cake. And then she uses the same knife to cut the cake. Yes. So, yes. So Charlie gets the cake. And I wondered why she was cutting up all those walnuts. Because I mean, like. no bearing on anything. I just, I, I felt like that was like one of the. Unanswered well, I questions. Was, yeah, I thought that was weird anyway. I'm like, you're at a party. But that's how they started you? the the party yeah. footage. They started the party footage on nuts. And instantly when I saw those nuts, I knew. Yeah, we knew I what was coming. fucking knew. We knew what was coming. I was but... like, that bitch doesn't have an EpiPen. Yep. Like, her brother's gonna, like, fucking feed her ass some nuts and she's gonna fucking die. Yeah, that, she's gonna those get into were... those nuts and she's gonna die. But, yeah, I mean, I... I was just like these nuts, these nuts, <laughs> in no nut November. Um, like I couldn't, I couldn't. What happened determine... to no shave November? Why is it no nut November? You, I like don't know. these men are gonna have to, like prostates the size of fucking <laughs> softballs. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I think it's stupid. We're not participating in no nut. November. I would. I <laughs> screw that noise. No, I'm good. Yeah. He's had a vasectomy, and, we you know, we're all good. We right. <laughs> anyway, so, yeah, I couldn't, like, the nuts, I mean, this obviously. This is not enough nut November. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Sorry. Story of my life, man. <laughs> <laughs> so they're chopping up these walnuts, and my first thought on seeing them is obviously, great, there goes Charlie, which eh, I'm not really sad about. Right. But, like, Why? 
you're at a party. Why are you, like, chopping up nuts in the kitchen? Yeah. What? What? is happening and then there's they're like, trying to be good hosts obviously these kids are like richer oh very much like yeah, I mean, that was a nice house very yeah modern, exactly but it was a big old house it was it was mm-hmm. very very nice and i mean clearly this community has money so i nope. imagine that they watch their parents throw big elaborate parties and they see them making things and playing host and you know i like it was just such an odd I know. feel like maybe that was kind of where they were going with that yeah. was like, I'm hosting this party, so I'm making I something nice yeah. and look cool because, oh my God, look at what I just made and right. look at what I continue to make and oh yeah, and I'm making this for this and you know yeah, what I mean? I guess, I don't know. I mean, it would have made more sense if it was like a charcuterie board or right. something if they like would that have instead of just like eight all pounds of walnuts. Yeah, yeah. I so mean, I don't know. I felt like that. It also would have made more sense if they would have showed them doing some sort of, like, hard-ass drug and, like, here she is hyper-focused on just cutting these nuts. You know what I mean? Like, give us some sort of context behind this. Like, she's on X, like, oh, I gotta cut the nuts! (laughs) Exactly. That's disturbing. But, yes, exactly. It would have been, um, I feel like it would have had better i I would have felt better. I would have felt better about the scene. As it was, it was a glaring... Right. Like, beep, Open beep, end. something's going to happen to Charlie right. because there's nuts. Exactly. You know, it wasn't blended well. No. Let's put it like that. But I think that that was the point, that mm-hmm. it wasn't blended well. They wanted you to know that something was going to happen, but not to Danger know what was going to happen. I knew what was going to happen because I read those ranker lists. Right. <laughs> well, I didn't. And yeah. I honestly... I knew what was coming. I was like, oh, shit, here it comes. I had to rewind it because Tony was playing his game. So as I watch the movies, Tony usually sits next to me and he'll, you know, play on his phone and he's playing... Um, Diablo or something and you know he's he's down there and I mean literally the scene happened and I was like oh my god and he's I was like I'm gonna rewind this I'm rewind it I'm rewinding it <laughs> you need to see please this. watch just keep your eyes on the screen literally just two seconds please just two seconds and after that he was like holy shit yeah so it's a fucked up scenario so she eats the yes. piece of cake that has been contaminated with the nut knife and <laughs> That's a word. That's a phrase you don't hear every day. Say that five times fast. Nut knife, <laughs> nut knife, nut knife, nut knife. Nut knife. <laughs> Are you it's actually quite something difficult. Yes. <laughs> oh my god, could you imagine? Like a no. bloody testicle, that's what it is. <laughs> <laughs> that is horrifying for all of the wrong reasons. So, anyway. So Pete's, Pete's off blazing. Yeah. And, and they're talking about how weird his sister is. And she, he's like, you know, the girl's like, is that your sister? And he's like, yeah, that's my little sister. And she's like, I think she drew me once. Yeah. And he just kind of looks at her and she's like, she made me look retarded. Yeah. That was, I was laughing. I could see that. Yes. Because he's like, that's Charlie. Yes. Because (laughs) you do see her drawing and you do see her drawing people and they are not quite as refined as they could be. It is very rudimentary. Yes. Yeah. Again, the drawing of more like an eight-year-old than a 13-year-old. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. So he's smoking weed. She starts eating the cake, and it's weird because she, like, takes a couple, she takes a bite of it, and she, like, like, looks at it, and she's like, hmm. But then she keeps eating it. Like, she knows something wrong. She recognizes something is wrong, but she keeps eating the cake. Yes. I think it's because she can't see nuts. 
Maybe. So maybe she's just, because she is absent-minded, you know what I mean? Yeah. So, like, she doesn't know to read labels. I mean, if she does, then she's really not doing that. And, um. I was going to whack it, but I was, I know, it went onto your drinky and yeah. then. Get off my drinky. It's off, it's off. So, anywho, um, and that's a fat one, too. Like, <laughs> there's one skinny one and one fat one. Like, literally, the, the skinny one is, like, over, like, I think he gets tired and he disappears. And then the fat one is just always over here. Mm-hmm. Um, talking about the gnats. Again. There's two of them. And they're, they're annoying quite annoying. And yes. I literally, I'm just glad that they're not swarming the way that they were when we yeah. found Yes. When we found the, the putrid mess that was our compost Ugh. bin. Like, we're being good to the environment. And we're it's compost. Yeah, we're composting. <laughs> we got a giant composter on the side of our house. It's actually producing quite nice soil. Like, oh, literally, we opened up the bottom bin and yeah. it was like perfect black, black gold. Moist. Yes, it yes. was beautiful. Delightful. So, I mean, we've got some good compost going in. It doesn't have a terrible smell out there. No, it's if very you do it right, it doesn't. Yeah, Tony's been doing a really good job with that. So, um, with the exception of the indoor compost that is just a little bin get taken out. Right. Everybody forgot about it, but I don't compost. Like I literally I refuse because I don't want to take that bin out. Like I don't want that to be part of my responsibility. So literally the only time I compost is if Tony is in front of me and he's like, Are you gonna compost that? And then I hand it to him and he composts it because <laughs> I will not participate because I do not I mean it's yeah. just disgusting. It's inevitable that you will end up in charge of it if right. you do it. And it's disgusting. Yeah. And I I don't I don't enjoy the disgusting. Um fair. So, and anyways, you liked this movie. I did. I loved this movie. So, anyway, we're getting the best part. Honest. Well, no, one of the best parts. Literally, yes. my my favorite was. Like oh. we'll talk about that. Like I did a hand gesture. I will tell you later. Mm -hmm. But anyways, so Charlie continues to eat this cake. She knows something is wrong, but she's just not Ignoring caring. Yeah, you know, know, it's whatever. And then all of a sudden, she can't breathe. Well, yeah, and we see. We see Peter's phone ring. Yes. And he ignores it. And then it rings again and he ignores it. But then he gets up and he goes out to the living room where Charlie is sitting playing with her toy. <laughs> it's it's his it's her um it's their mom, by the way, who's calling. Oh, is it? Yeah, it's okay. the mom. Oh, it's I didn't not, know that. It's not Charlie. It's I the mom. I thought it was Charlie calling. Which like, is why he goes out and looks wrong. for Charlie. Because he knows that mom's going to want to talk to them. Yeah. And that's why when they, like, when he comes home, she's like, oh, thank God they're here. Yeah. Because she had been calling him repeatedly. Okay. And so he goes out. He sees that Charlie is having a hard time breathing. And he's like, Charlie, what's going on? And she's like, I can't breathe. Yeah. And he's like. It's hard to breathe. Yeah. I feel like my throat is getting bigger. And so then he just scoops her up and he's carrying her and runs her out to the car, puts her in the back seat. And, you know, they're in the middle of the desert, it looks like almost. Yeah, they're in the mountains. Like, it's weird. It, it's mountains. just, yeah. But, yeah, they're in the middle of nowhere for Ooh, sure. You got, got it. it. You smash it with something. Eat that yes! Motherfucker. One less one. Sorry, it's on That's your okay. Table. We'll, we will, we'll clean that up later. Gross. Good job, Shiloh. Woo! Yes. Thank you. I really appreciate that. That, oh, that little that was fucker was annoying me. Look how me. big he was. He's a Jesus. So anyway. <laughs> <laughs> we're like just one down, one to go. Right. <laughs> um, 
Anywho, so she's in the back seat. She's still having a hard time breathing, so she sticks her head out the window to get some fresh air. You know, he's talking to her as they're driving. Like, Charlie, are you okay? Hang on. We're driving to the hospital. I'm going to get you there. Blah, blah, blah. So let's driving. It's foggy. Let's pause here. Uh, Okay. First of all, why didn't that motherfucker call 911? Exactly. That was my thought. Like, because when he first threw her in the car, I'm like, what is he doing? Driving her home? Right. Second of all, why didn't he just ask that crowded room if any of them had an EpiPen? Chances are somebody would have. Right. Yeah. And if they didn't, then we're calling 911. You know, and regardless, you're going to have to call 911 when an EpiPen is administered. You got 15 minutes to get that bitch to the hospital. Yeah. Like, in a family where you have somebody who has an EpiPen... You should yes. know these things. Yeah. It, I mean, it's this like, is something that should, especially when should have been practiced. the person with the EpiPen is a child. Right. Like, everybody older than her needs to know Correct. how to use the EpiPen, where to put it, how to store it, where the hell it is at all times. Exactly. And what happens after you use it. Exactly. Like, those are basic. Yes. And doctors stress that to you when you get an EpiPen. Yep. So... What you do to get your ass to the hospital. Right. But what you do with that information, if you don't follow those rules and you don't follow that information, then you're just, I mean, yeah, you're a shit parent. Yeah. Which, bravo, Annie. You fucking did it this time. But you know, Steve, too. Yes. He's a doctor. Yes. A psychologist, but still a doctor. Yeah. Like, and the whole time they were very lackluster. Charlie. I mean, I think he cared about her, but it's they were both very lackluster parents, in yes. my opinion. Because like when he when when uh, Steve finds Charlie sleeping in the in the treehouse, he just leaves her. Well, he's like, "What the hell are you doing? It's cold. You're gonna catch pneumonia. Come yes. on!" And that's it. Like, there's no yeah. No There's, repercussions whatsoever. Yeah. Just like, come on, let's go. We're I'm done. just going to yell at you. Yeah, and, that's and then it. move on. Yeah. And Back nothing else life. happens. But that's how they were with everything. Yes. It was like they were checked in for a second, and then they were like, okay. Just like the EpiPen. Yes. Are there nuts in that? No? Okay, fine. Yes, exactly. Because we don't have your EpiPen, so. Even though it's clearly life-threatening. Yes, obviously. So, let's unpause. Okay. So, now... He's, you know, he's talking to her. He's telling her, we're going to get you there. Don't worry about it. She sticks her head out the window because she feels like she just can't yeah, breathe. she can't breathe. So she's hanging, like, her whole upper body out of the window. It's yes. not just her head. She's out past her shoulders. Yes. And he sees a dead carcass, deer carcass in the road, and he swerves. And there's a telephone pole, and boom. Yep. Charlie is decapitated pretty much instantly. Oh, yes. And... He hits that pole and is just done. And he just kind of comes to a slow stop. Well, no, he skids out. Yeah. And he stops, but then he's just sitting there. He's just sitting there, wide-eyed. He's not looking behind him. He's not getting out of the car. No, nothing. nothing. He's just sitting there. And then he drives away. Yeah, and then he drives away. He left her head behind. I'm like, he drives off? Question mark, question mark, question mark. Back home? Question mark, question mark. Didn't call the cops? Question mark, question mark. Right. What is happening he right now? He just goes home, walks through the door. You hear the parents say, oh, thank God they're yeah, here. Any, they're in their bedroom. Nobody checks on them. Nobody comes out and says, hey, how was the party? Where's yeah, your sister? Nothing. nothing. And, and he like lays down he's, in bed. He's like just, yeah. you can tell he's in complete and utter shock. Yes. Just... 
Yeah. Just lays down in bed. And he just stares off into the distance and... <laughs> this is like, this is the worst, but it's also just so fucking funny. So then it's daytime and... You can see him, he's still laying in bed just staring, blankly staring. And his bedroom is close to the driveway. Yeah, close to the front of the house. It's like on the second floor and it like overlooks the driveway. So he has a perfect view of the treehouse as well as the driveway. Mm -hmm. So, But he's not looking. No, he's He's just laying in bed staring at the wall. And Annie goes out to the car and she grabs her. Oh, I've just got to run to the store. I'll be back in about 20 minutes. Yes, and she goes out, and you, you hear, hear her, her walking. You hear the door open, and then she screams, and she's like, <gasps> and just starts screaming, and like it's. I, I mean, I say, thought it was going to be more blood curdling. Honestly, I was expecting more um, theatrics with that initial scream, but then I thought about it, and I'm like, you know, if I opened that car up and I saw the decapitated body of my 13-year-old, I think I would be almost silent for a second and then have to catch myself and emote. Yeah. Uh, To me, it felt like the... It it felt real. The first... Yeah. It didn't feel... was amazing. It really was. But it felt to me like the first hill on Diamondback, which is a very tall hill. I've never ridden Diamondback. When you go down, we're talking that about first Kings hill. Island, by the way. If you're yes. if you're not from the Ohio area, you Kings Island. I, I yeah, mean, it's one of the one of the better. Used to be Paramount parks. Kings Island. Yeah. I w- I want to bring back when Paramount owned it owned that owned owned that owned it owned it owned some shitty rides though i wasn't really impressed with i i liked it when it was paramount when it was pki um Mm. now it's cedar fair which is the people who own cedar point so yeah it gets better roller coasters but anyway that first hill is like really really high and when you are going down that first hill like you can't it's like a it's like it pushes on your chest and you cannot scream okay like you can't you're just silent until yeah. you get to the bottom of that hill. And I think that's what it was. It's just, it was too much. Yeah. And it just wouldn't come out. And it would it would make sense that it's too much. Right. I mean, you it's don't expect to find year old decapitated daughter. remains of your 13-year-old daughter in the backseat right. of your car when you get up in the morning. Exactly. Yeah. So, they bury her. They find her head. I mean, literally, this whole, this whole part of the movie, it, it's almost so fast where everything has been dragging and you know they you watch this little blue casket being you know just lowered into lowered into the ground and and she gets home and she's you know on her knees and she's crying and before that was before they show her and steve in the bedroom and she's just like on her knees like head to the floor she looks like she's doing like a yoga pose almost yeah and she's just like screaming yeah and she's like, oh, Charlie, I want to die. It hurts so much. I wish I was dead. Like, so, Tony Collette, this it part, was amazing. I literally, I respect her so much more as an actress. Yes. I feel like, you know, she has, um, she's she's a wonderful actress. And after mm-hmm. I see, it, see this, I just feel like, holy shit. Like, yeah. She's was, amazing. That was... Like, she's hardcore. legit. Yes, it really was. And, you know, even, you know, the whole time you can feel her and see her struggling and her facial expressions, her body movements, 
her words, the way that they're coming mm-hmm. out, the way she speaks them. Yeah. It's, she is just dripping. Yeah. Dripping with grief. And it's fantastic. Yeah, it's amazing. And here's where I was like, I don't, I don't understand. Like, you never see any of the fallout of this beyond, like, the funeral. You never right. see Peter talking to the cops. Right. Like, why is he not in right. jail? That's like, none yes. of that. Which I guess is not germane to the plot, but this is also a very... But, I mean, it could you know, have... a valid thing that would happen. So, yes, it 100% would Standing happen. On your head. Number two is that if he had, you know, gone to jail or something, then this whole movie would just be done. Yeah. It would have been done. Yep. So I think that was a hole in the plot, and they just kind of glazed over it and mm-hmm. made it seem like, okay, they chalked it up to an accident, because they kept Which saying... It was. I mean, it was legitimately an accident. Right. And they, they just, you know, kept chalking it up to an accident, and nothing is going to happen, and here we are, back into that old routine again. Somebody mm-hmm. has died, and now we're just going to continue on with life, except for Annie is definitely grieving. Peter is grieving, because he, he feels like, guilty. Yeah, I mean, he, at He's this point... Destroyed. He is, yes. And that was the other big thing for me is mm-hmm. dad is a psychiatrist. I know. Get his ass not, help. Yes. Help <laughs> this kid. Like, yes. You know, he's going to class and he's just staring blankly. Like, he's not, he's completely almost catatonic. Yeah. You know, like, he's just, he's, his hair is all there's, greasy. He's not taking care of himself. And there's a scene where he's under the bleachers with his friends. Yes. And they're passing around this bowl and they're just joking about somebody and, yeah, oh, the three ha, guys ha, are ha. talking about so-and-so on Facebook. Yes. And, and, and Peter's not involved. He, he's know, just staring off into just, the distance. Yeah. And all of a sudden, he just breaks out into this hysterical crying. Well, he's he can't breathe. No. He's like... <gasps> yeah just like charlie and Mm -hmm. then yeah and then you know they're like oh my god what's wrong and he's like i think i think i got into something i'm having a reaction and they're like do you want us to call the ambulance he's like no just just hold my hand just hold my hand and then he just starts crying yeah i mean like this kid is not okay nope and no one is helping him. Right. And Annie is also fucking losing it. Yes. And Steve is just standing idly and by. Yeah, I don't think he's and idly. I think he's in his own state of shock. Yes. Like, he has just shut down. Well, he lost his daughter. Mm-hmm. And he's been having to support a wife who's grieving the loss of her mother and now the loss of her child. Yes. So I feel and like... her And his other child is also you know, destroyed in his own way. Correct. So, so I think he's just kind of like, I don't even know. He's what at to a loss. Yeah. yeah. And um then this is also where you see that there are photos sent to Steve from the cemetery. Yeah. This is the email. The email that he gets regarding Ellen's grave mm-hmm. that has been desecrated. And I mean you see these photos and they are just I mean it's just, you know, the, the it's empty. Is dug it's up. empty. It's there's there's no body. Yeah. There's no body. So we're going to have to speed this up a little bit. Oh, my God. So <laughs> this is where, yeah, we are. Annie meets, um, she goes to the help group again. She doesn't end up going in. She's leaving. Some woman flags her down in the parking lot and like, hey, are you going in? Are you going in? And it's Joan. And her, Joan says, 
are, are you feeling better about your mom? I hope everything's all right. Because she hasn't come out and said anything about Charlie. In fact, she was going to the help group and then she just decided, nope, fuck this. And she was going to turn around and go home. Yeah, and, she was driving off when Joan yes, flags her down. And that's when Joan flags her down. And Joan plays it off like she was at the initial meetings that she had gone to previously mm-hmm. um, and asked about her mother. Um, so then she says, oh, no, I, I, you know, everything's fine. I just, I forgot something at home. I need to go home. And she, what is it that Joan tries to rope her in with? Well, you know what, if you need anything, because I, too, I just lost. Well, it comes out. Annie tells her that yes. her daughter died. Yes. You know, and she says, oh, I lost my son and my seven-year-old grandson. They yes, drowned. Yes, that's what it is. And so, you know, if you need to talk, here's my number. Give me a call. And she gives her, like, a business card. Something. Yeah. I don't know what it's, it was. It's very, it's not like, oh, let me get a pen. Yeah. She's and, already got it yeah, written down. Exactly, yeah, exactly. And hands it off to her. Mm-hmm. And so... Then Annie does ultimately end up calling Joan and she goes over to her house um, and she sees this, you know, doormat that says Joan on it. And Annie's like, oh, my mom used to crochet gor- uh, yeah. doormat. And doormats, and doormat. Just yeah, like that. exactly. Like, oh, so weird. Yeah. And then, you know, after the meeting with Annie uh, and with Joan, Annie goes home and she's like, is this where she like digs through her stuff and she finds... No, this is no. It. That's later. So this is where it comes out that um, Annie used to sleepwalk. I think she's telling. Yes. Isn't she telling Joan this? Yes. She used to sleepwalk, and years ago, when the kids shared a room, yes, she woke up in their room, and I guess Peter and Charlie were sleeping in the same bed. They had gotten in bed together and were sleeping. And then they had two beds side by side, or something. I don't and know, but they were she, together. Yes. And she woke up and was wet, and the kids were all wet, and she had poured paint thinner all over the children and herself, and she woke herself up as she was lighting the match to set them on fire. And so Peter, of course, woke up and saw this and never forgave her for that because she was trying to burn her children to death. Yep. You know, he would never, you know, accept that she was sleepwalking, and so she's never trusted him again basically. And he's never trusted her. Yeah, he's never trusted her again. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, so she feels, Annie feels like she's really bonding with this Joan character, and Mm -hmm. they have, like, conversations, and they can bond, and yada, yada, yada. It's helping her. Yes, it is helping her. Sort of, we think, but then. Yes. So then. um, Then we see her making a diorama, or one of her scenes, of the accident. Yes. And Annie's, or not Annie's, I'm sorry, Charlie's head. Charlie's head. Laying on the ground. Yes. And Steve is like, at this point, he's like, what the fuck are you doing right now? What if Peter sees this? Like, how, how does that, how do you think he's going to feel about this? He's already messed up. Like, what, are, what the fuck are you doing? And she's like, I am just processing my grief. This is this is what I'm doing. Like, I, it's just a moment in time. That's how she describes it. A moment of time. Yeah. And so then she goes back and she is at the store. She's got to get some paint or something like that because she's got to finish this big project. Yes. So she's at like a Joanne fabric or something. Something of that nature. Yeah. And she comes out and there's Joan. Joan. And she's in the parking lot and she, you know runs over to uh, Annie and she's like, oh, Annie, 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 I have something so exciting this to tell amazing. you. Oh, yes, I'm you so have happy. To, you have to come over to my house. Come over to well, my house. Well, first she tells her, 
Yeah, I don't like this... I don't believe in psychics. Yes, but I I went to this this seance and you know a whole bunch of debunkers and stuff were there yep. and oh my god it was amazing and we oh we were all so convinced I was sitting next to a cynical neurologist and by the end of it even he believed and you have to come you have to come and see so Annie's like okay and so she takes Annie back to her apartment and does a seance where she communicates with her grandson Yes, and he's writing on a chalkboard, and he moves the glass, and all kinds of shit. And then Annie gets freaked out, she and is she just freaking the hell out, like freaking out so hard. And she starts to really panic, and that's when Joan's like, "We're gonna pause. Hold on, we're gonna pause." And she hands Annie this the set of instructions, yeah, and it's she's like, like, "You just light a, light candle, a candle, and you, you need say an object, these words. and yeah. you need an object. You need one of her ob- something of hers. I have the chalkboard. You have to find something of hers. Great. Yes, and you can contact Charlie. Yes. Um, so she goes home. She doesn't really want to do it, and then she decides she's going to do it. Fuck it. She's going to do it, and she does it, and then all of a sudden, oh, and then she also says the whole family has to be in the house. That's very important. Yes, everyone in the family has to be there. So then she, you know, in the middle of the night, she just wakes up and she decides that's what she's doing. Well, first she wakes up with bugs. Oh, yeah, that's right. There's like bugs on her pillow. And then there's bugs, bugs all over Peter. And bugs crawling on the sheets. And, and she follows them down yeah, the hallway. they're like coming in the window like, I guess they're ants. I and couldn't really tell what kind of bugs they were, but they were like crawling down the hallway. She I thought they were ants. the hall- hallway into Peter's room. And they are like completely covering his face oh and also we forgot to mention that at this point peter is hearing the clicking noise yeah the tongue popping yep he's hearing that every so often and he freaks him out obviously yeah Yeah. so he's he's kind of losing it um and so annie's definitely losing it steve is like nowhere to be found he's like dealing with his own shit often like in his office and stuff like that and you know, at this point also... Um, he's drinking. Yeah, he's drinking. And so she uh, she does this seance in the middle of the night. Well, after first, you gotta, you, we got to finish. So she follows the bugs to Peter. They're all over him. They're all over his yes. face. They're in his mouth. They're everywhere. She starts yelling. She starts screaming. <laughs> he sits up in bed. She was sleepwalking again. Yes. And so he's freaked out. She's freaked out. She tells him that she never wanted to be his mother. Correct. And that the, it, and you know, obviously. He's and it like, comes Why out. Why are you telling me this? Well, it comes out and she puts her hand over like, her she mouth. she didn't want to say it. Right. But then she keeps saying things. Yes. She's like, her, she pressured me. So yep. obviously her mom pressured her to have this baby. And she's like, I try, I try to miscarry you. I try to get rid of you. Like I did everything. I did everything not want they you. told me I shouldn't do. I did, and I just I couldn't miscarry you. But and that's okay because I wanted you. Yeah. Or I did. Now you're here, now and, you're here I, and I, and I and love I'm you. So glad. Yes. You know? Yes. Yeah. And then she strikes a match and lights him on fire. Yes. And it turns out it was all a dream. And she wakes up and she's in her bed and she's fine. And yeah. everything is fine. And so then she decides she's going to go downstairs. And you know what? Fuck it. We're going to contact Charlie. So she does that. But you don't get to see that ritual. The first time. You yeah. don't see that first ritual. So then she comes upstairs and she's running and she's like, Steven, Steve, Steve, Steve. And Wake she up. wakes Wake up. Yeah. She wakes him up and she's like, you've got to see this. This is amazing. 
come downstairs right now. And she goes into Peter's room and she's like, Peter, it's me. Wake up. I love you. Wake up. Just come downstairs with me. Come downstairs. She brings them downstairs. She's like, um, you know, he's cold. Peter is saying it's cold and she's got the window open and Steve goes over to close the window and she's like, no, 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 no. You can't do it. You can't change anything. Leave it all the way that it is. You just, know, just trust me. We're going to talk me. to Charlie. Yeah. Charlie's going to tell me. you it's all okay. She was just here talking to me. And, you know, Steve at this point is like, no. Yeah. We, this is done. And you have no. gone too far. No. And so she's like, no, 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 just entertain. We have to hold hands. We have to do this. We have to do this. So they're, they're holding hands and, you know, some freaky shit happens. And Stephen throws a fit and, you know, um, it's clear that Peter sees something and he hears something. He hears, and her, he hears, hears her tongue again behind yeah. him. And so he's freaking out. Yes. And then, like, the glass. It's a huge thing. Yeah, the glass shoots off and breaks. And the, the candle goes up in this huge gout of flame. And then all of a sudden, apparently, Annie gets possessed by Charlie. Like, her head drops down. And then she's like, Mom? Mom? Mommy? Where am I? And, like, all of this stuff. But she's saying it all in Charlie's voice. And so Peter absolutely just loses his shit. Like, he is screaming. He is crying. He is destroyed. And Steve is also pretty destroyed by this. So, yeah. Then there's a whole bunch of written things that I couldn't read. <laughs> yeah. And that's fine. Because we got to... I mean, this is this is where it all just starts to, to go to shit. Uh, mm-hmm. Peter goes to school, and that part was fucked up. So Peter goes to school, and he's like, I mean, he just, he he goes into like a trance for a second, and then his arm pops up, and it's all he distorted. His head, yeah, over his head, and it's all like kind of weird, yep. and his face starts getting all swollen up. And then his head slams into the desk, and he breaks his nose, and then Steve gets a call, and he has to go pick up well, Peter. Well, first, first they get a call at home. But Annie, during this time, has had a moment, and she has destroyed all yes. of her work yes. that she has done. All of these models. She's all gone these, into this yes. spiral. Yes. So. Because she's been going through the pictures. Yes. Of her mother's album. Yes, and she's realized and she that she sees Joan, Joan. Yes, that Joan and her mother were actually very good friends, and there are a lot of pictures of them together. At these weird parties yeah, where, these, like, like yeah. Ellen is being showered with gold coins in a wedding dress, and, yeah, like, like weird shit. Yeah, it's, it's clearly an odd, yeah. I, it's an odd photo album. <laughs> Something yep. weird is happening. Something very strange is happening. It's like 1970s weird. So, yes. And then you see also all of these models. You see one of Peter. I'm assuming it was Peter. I think it was. In his bed, headless. Yeah. Yes. Um, yes. And so Annie just destroys her entire workshop. It's mm-hmm. done. It's over with. Yep. Um, she's destroyed it all. And she missed the call from the school. Mm-hmm. So then, naturally, Steve is the secondary call. He gets the call. He leaves. He goes, picks up Steve or Peter. Peter, and he brings him home. And Peter is like, passed the fuck out. Yes, because they gave him Which some sort I of. I am like, why is this kid not right in the hospital? Correct. Why are we taking him home? Right. They bandaged him up. His yeah, they, and they, they just, set his broken nose. Yeah. and sent him home with dad, all right. drugged up. Right. And he's asleep in his bed. Like Steve takes him up to his bed, tucks him away, and you know, that's that. And Stephen, Stephen, Annie have an argument. You know, why Why didn't you pick up the call, you know? And she's like, oh, I was in my workshop. I was working. I was focusing. There's something going on. Right. Like, yada, yada, yada. So, in the middle of the night, 
Um, this is also where we see Steve is starting to pop pills. Yes. He's, like, taking pills. And we see... He's self-medicating for sure. Yes. We see Charlie's room with her notebook on her bed and... It's, it's pictures of... Someone is drawing in it. Yes. You can see the pages flipping and, and images appearing on the page. So Charlie is apparently drawing things in her room. Yeah. So then Peter wakes up. No. No? So Steve is yelling at Annie. And this is where she's like, I found a body. Because no. that's the... I'm pretty Not sure yet. this no, is where no, that no. happens. No, this is... Um, yeah, no, this is not it yet. Um, first, Peter... Because Peter wakes up after the body's yeah, been but, found. Yeah, but something and happens because, remember, Charlie is in his room. He wakes up and sees Charlie in his room, and she's standing in the corner looking at him, and he says, Charlie, and her head falls off and rolls toward him and turns into a ball. And he's freaking out, and Annie comes in, and she's like, Charlie, what corner? Where did you see her? Like, not concerned about her poor son who's losing his goddamn yes, mind. Yeah. Like, where did you see this this dead child? Yeah. So, yes. And then, because her head falls off, and then those arms come out of the wall and grab Peter's head and try yes. to pull his head off. Yes, and he yells at her, and he's like, what the fuck are you doing? Why are you trying to grab my head off? You yeah, are why are you pulling trying to pull my head. head off? Yes. Yeah. He thinks it's it's Annie. Um. And then she decides that it's the notebook. Yes. And she Charlie's has to. Charlie's notebook. And she's, she's, she's started this. It. She's got to finish it. So she, um, Steve is asleep on the couch. She goes downstairs. There's a fire going. She throws a notebook in the fire. But when she throws a notebook in her fire, her, her arm. arm catches on fire. Yes. But it's very, it's very low key. Like she looks at it, but she's not it's like swinging her arm or any, like. She kind of, like, bats at it a couple of times. And, and then, then she's like, oh, suddenly, yeah. Yeah, she just instinctively knows that she's got to pull the notebook out of the fire. Exactly. So she pulls the notebook out and stomps it out, and then her arm goes out. And so then she puts it back, and it's where in the next day, and, she you know. She goes to Joan's house. She needs to talk to Joan about all the shit that's going on. Joan's not there. She's she, banging on the door, mm-hmm. but then it shows inside Joan's apartment, and there's candles everywhere, and there's like this pictures whole of Peter. Kind of occult altar set yes. up on the table yep. and like and peter's picture there. peter's senior picture is or his class picture is mm-hmm. there on this altar and his eyes are poked out poked out and yeah. there's x's over them mm-hmm. and um so anyways then peter's at school he's yes. sitting outside at, i guess at lunch just sitting at a table by himself you know looking terrible awful greasy sweaty dark circles, thousand yard stare, and right. all of a sudden he hears someone yelling at him. Yelling his name and saying all of these things, these these incantation kind of words and saying, Peter, you're expelled. I expel you. And he's just like, what the fuck is happening? And he's looking around and it kind of gets a little closer to the person who's yelling it and it is actually Joan across the street screaming at him. So... Then this is where Annie finds out she's going through the pictures, and this is where she finds out that Joan and her mom knew each other. So then, I don't remember why she decides to go up into the attic. Because um, she is... I I don't either. I feel like there's something that pulls her there, like she's looking for something or needs to do something, and so she pulls the the attic door down. It's one of those trapdoor attics. Yes. Where you have to, like, hook the... 
hook it and pull it down and then the ladder comes out. So it comes down and all these flies just Massive come out. Flies and I mean everywhere. at that point, why are you still going up those stairs? Well, why are you still you going up those stairs? Like I get that part. Like you gotta see what fuck the fuck that I'm leaving. What is this? I am That's... leaving that to my husband. Like <laughs> wow. <laughs> he can go up there and see. Yeah. So anyways, um yeah, I'm not a brave soul. Like I'm not afraid of bugs, but Jesus fucking Christ, if that were to happen, I'd be like, Yeah, it's not okay, me. Yep, it's nope, not me. Nope. So, um, right. Like that's not, that's not my job. Mm -mm. Um, I did not sign up for this. So she goes upstairs and she sees. Yeah. You, there's flies everywhere. She's like covering her nose. You can tell it smells terrible. She sees, and this is where I was wrong. I wrote Charlie's body in the attic with the symbol that's on her necklace painted on the wall above it and a candle between its legs. Right. Like, you know, not weird between her legs but you don't know whose body it is it's headless it is so i assume that it was charlie i thought it was charlie too until much later when they um oh you know what what happened the pete getting possessed at school happens after the body is found because it's written right here yes because then when he slams when he slams his head down then he's still asleep she finds the body and then that's when he he wakes up Yes. Because mom is already getting possessed at that point. Like, she's already starting to feel crazy. She's seeming crazier than normal. Well, I mean, she finds the body. You find a body in your attic, you're going to be a little fucked up. But Peter's not awake at this point. Stephen comes home, and that's when they have that argument. And she's like, he's like, where the fuck were you? And she's like, I found a dead body. Yeah, you found a dead body. There's something in the attic. Yeah, so. And then Here's he's I, like, he's like, fine, fine, fine. And so he finally does go upstairs. very much humoring her. Yes. Yes. And, and he, then he goes up and you hear him like scream. And then he comes, he comes back, back down. And is like, who the fuck is that? And then he blames her and he's like, it's your mother. And it was you when you said you were going to the movies all those nights. Yeah, it you was you. your mom. And he, she says, no, 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 no. I did this. It's my fault that this is happening. I did this. And you have to burn this journal. I tried to, I tried to burn it, but it's. It's not working. Every time I put it in the fire, I light on fire. So you have to put it in the fire. Yeah, you throw it in the fire, and then I'll sacrifice myself and burn up, and it'll be over. Yes. But, you know, and then she's like, I love you so much. You're the love of my life, but you have to do this. Please, 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 please. And so he's slowly walking away with this journal, and he's thinking about it, and he's going to do it. And then he says, you know what? No. No, we can't I'm not entertaining this. this. No. We're not doing this This is done. So she rips the journal out of his hand and this is the journal that we saw the drawings in earlier in the uh episode and she throws it in the fire and then all of a sudden steve just just is engulfed yeah he just goes up in flames he burns up she is freaking out looking at him and then all of a sudden wham she's just she's not there anymore so peter wakes up because his sister's head falls off and um, no, that's another time. So no, Peter just, just wakes, wakes up. up. Yeah. And like, then he gets out of the bed and he's well, looking around and well, his mom is in the corner of the room, oh, God, perched up part. in the corner of the room. That was where I was like, you know what? I'm done. So that is where yeah, I. She's like up in the corner on the ceiling. Yes. And, and it's, you yes. know, it's really dark. You can Scary. kind of just see her form back there and she's not moving. And, and they I'm just focus like, on the front of his face. Oh and so you can see her behind him the entire time and it is the freakiest and he comes downstairs and he's like mom dad well mom so he sits up and while he's not looking she like you can see her like dart out of the room and she like flies but she's like silent yes she's 
silence. There's no sound. And then I was like, what happened to the sound? Because he gets up and he's walking out of the room and there's there's nothing. There's yeah. no background noise. There's nothing. It's dead silence. It is quiet. So then he goes downstairs and he's saying, mom, dad, mom, dad. And he yeah, stumbles upon everybody? the dead body of his father. His charred father's body. It's awful. And so at that point, I'm thinking to myself, fucking get out of the house right just yeah. go he goes down just here, go. the house is all messed up like furniture has been overturned like it's been messed up bad. so in the closet behind him there's a naked guy it's i think it's a lady I, no I, there was definitely a dick was there a guy there, i didn't see it the was dick. A dick. i was just more focused on the unnerving grin so there was They're a guy standing and in then there his mom smiling at him and his then his mom is up the, on the fucking ceiling yes. again and, you know, at this point, I mean, things are just, I mean, you're going 100 miles a minute at this point. Like, you are just fucking freaking out because yep. it is scary as shit. It is. So then he Fucked up. He runs because he's well, being. Yeah, sh- he hears the thud. He turns around. His mom is coming at him. Yes. So he runs and she basically chases him up into the attic. Yes. He goes like, up to the attic. He runs upstairs and the attic door is. The, and he the ladder's down. He closes it. Yes. And then she floats you, up to the top of the you ceiling. You don't see it, but you hear something like banging Knocking. on the attic door. Yes. And it shows the outside, and she is like fly spattered up against this door that her is knees, in the ceiling. Her knees are up against the the ceiling. Yeah. Her whole body is. Yeah. She's like, and she's yeah. banging her head. It's she's not her like, fist. It's not her knees. It's not, that's not it's what's like, knocking. Yeah. It's no, her It's her head. And it's head. not just like, it's no, like, she's, she's banging that shit yeah, super hard. Like, and he's, fucking Christ. So he's, he's up in the yelling, attic. go away. Yeah, mommy, stop, stop it. Please, yeah. mommy, stop. And he looks around and well, he first, can, the knocking oh. stops. And so he's like, okay. So then he stands up and he looks around. He's he distraught. S- yeah, he sees the body. He doesn't see the body. Well, he sees where the body was. He sees a circle on the floor with a candle in it, and it's like an it's like well, an oval. You can oval. see the outline of the body. No, too, there's though. no yeah, you can't. No, you can see the outline of the body no. because I thought it was there, and then I was like, no, wait, it's no. not there anymore. No, there's yes, no, you, you can't. Can. Yes, no, you, you can. One hundred percent, you I'm, can. I'm pulling do it up. It. Fine, do it. I'm pulling it up. So yeah, there's I'm all the right. candles. You can see the outline of where the body was. It's no longer there. There is a picture of him. The picture of him with his eyes gouged out. Then he's like in shock. He's processing. He starts to hear a noise. And well, yes, he hears that. But then he also hears like a squishy, squelchy sort of a noise. And he turns around and Annie is hovering up into the she's like in the peak of the ceiling this is a big attic. This is not a crawl space. This is a huge attic. Yeah, it could have She's definitely been a different there, room. And she has one of those, like, wire hand saws. And she is cutting her head off. She's staring at him. The and just sawing sound back of that. And forth. And it gets faster. And she's sawing her head off. At this point, my husband is watching. And he is just... He's committed. He is. He has put down his game. He is watching with full intent and finishing this movie with me and he even said it he was like whoa like that's fucked up because the sound and that's what they focus on is the sound yeah that is what you are hearing that's the only noise that there is yep and at that point that's when he decides fuck it he turns around and there's more naked people behind him yes and i assumed they were dead 
I don't know if they are. Or I not. assumed they I were assumed dead. I assumed they too. were dead because they're just suddenly in the attic. Yes. So, like, he turns around, he sees those people, and he oh. instantly runs and just jumps out the attic window. Can we talk about this too for a second? Sure. There's this picture, and I can't pull up the big thing here, but. In this scene here, this is when he's initially in the attic, and you see the dead. You oh, see the person in the is. back there. Okay, yeah. When I saw that, I was like freaking out. I and don't think I saw that. It was so bad. It was so bad. Ugh. I was just the whole time. Like any time that there was like any kind of like hidden little little gem there, I was just yeah. Oh, and look at this. So here's something that you didn't realize. Like so, like this guy here in the meeting is also. The naked guy. Oh, one of the naked guys. That's yeah. nice. Wow, that's exciting. Oh, yep. There it's that is. naked guy. There so I guess is. these guys are living. Maybe they're I not guess. dead. I don't know. They're How the worshippers. Um anyway, so, so he sees these people and like immediately, without a second hesitation, he turns around and he jumps the fuck out of the attic window. Yeah, why the fuck not? Bye. I mean, yeah, I would too. Like that's your escape route. I'm watching my mom decapitate herself. I'm fucking out of this. And dad is burned up dead on the floor. I'm done. So, so then he's lying dead there, and all yeah. of a sudden you see this little glowing orb. Mm-hmm. And at that moment, I fucking knew. Did you know? Because at that moment, I was like, oh my god. Because I was god. like, oh, thank god. He's dead. His torment is over. We're done. And yes, then and then I orb, saw that orb, and I was like, fuck. Yep. This is the one that had the creepy smile. See, he definitely had a dick. Oh, yeah, that's a dude. Um. Yeah. So, anyways, he, you know... The orb enters in Peter's body, and then all of a sudden, the Peter's body just gets up. Yeah, he sits up. He's he's landed like face first. Yes, on the ground, and then yeah, he just like he sits up and he looks, and he clicks his tongue. No, first he sees his mom's body like just levitating up into the treehouse. Yes, and then he like clicks his tongue and gets up and walks over to, to the, the treehouse. Tree yeah. And he climbs up into the treehouse, and it's all lit up with candles, and there's all of these naked people in there, and they are worshiping around a wooden figure that has this, it's like carrying almost a cane, which replicated the shape of Peter's hand in the classroom mm. when he went into this whole like little spasm and broke his mm-hmm. nose, and they're praying to it. And, and then, it's got like this kind of spiky gold, almost, you know, almost jesus-like yes. kind of halo around it but the head of this figure is demonic I, well i thought it was it looked like charlie's head it like her like severed head. head so yeah. it, it was definitely someone's head i was assuming charlie because of the rate of decay but it could have been annie's i don't fucking know it was just somebody's severed head yeah see yeah i'm pretty sure that's charlie mm-hmm yeah, so Charlie's so, severed head. Charlie's severed head is on top of this wooden... And it looks like a... It almost looks like one of, one those, of those articulated... Art yeah. yeah, those articulated art mannequins for learning to draw figures. So at this point, you know, they they move the, the crown off of the figure onto Peter's head, and they say, Charlie, you're in the right body now. We've corrected. Yes, you're. You're we've corrected the malformation. Female body has yes. been repaired or something. Yes, you know, replaced or whatever. Joan is there and she's talking and he's now Paymon. Yes, the one of the eight dukes of hell or some shit. And you are 
you're so blessed to be here and you're gonna see you're gonna open up all these doors for us and, and we you worshiped and you for so long and yes now here you are and the whole time it's kind of zoomed up on peter's face and he's kind of just standing there kind of vacantly yes you know he's not he's not really taking in what's around him he's just kind of standing there not concerned there's nothing yeah, yeah. there's nothing and he's just kind of just there yeah and so you see uh, all of the people around him like kneeling t- to him worship like, you worship, we worship yes. you and there's a bunch of dead there's a bunch of naked people i keep calling them dead naked people because i assume they were dead but, but they're they not weren't. dead they're but there's alive. also annie and her mom yes they're decapitated bodies there yes. kneeling as well and they're kneeling um yeah the the, the head is nowhere to be seen yes. yeah they are also worshiping yes. So, yeah, and that's um, that's how it ends. Like, what the actual fuck? What so, the fuck? Like I said, the last, like, 15, 20 minutes of this movie, it is a complete mind fuck. I straight up, when I saw Annie go watch in it. that fucking corner, I was like, nope, I'm done. I'm out. That's what scared that me. That creeps me out more than that's anything. That's what scared me. Like, and I woke up. me out. I woke up at three in the morning and literally could not go back to sleep. Ugh. So let's do ratings and let's talk about the next movie. And then, because we're an yeah, hour we're and, and a half, half Sorry, in. guys, but man, this, this is some It was shit. a two-hour movie. Yeah. So I mean, we, we, there was a lot to digest. Yes, for sure. It pissed me off when I watched it. I'm still pissed about it. I'm going to give it, it two stars. Oh, my God. I fucking loved it. It was well-written, it. but I, the bait and switch pissed me off. I loved it. Psychological I, thriller to, oh, we're summoning a demon. Oh, yeah, okay. <laughs> there wasn't enough backstory. But they weren't summoning, yeah, yeah, I, I agree. I felt like there needed to be more backstory because I was like, okay, yeah. so who is, the, who is the poor choice of host? Was it Charlie? Because she had that word written in her room. Yep. Like, was it her, and they just fucked it up, and that's why she was the way she was? Was it, I mean, obviously, Annie got possessed, so the first time Annie got possessed, was that actually Charlie, or was that the demon trying to possess her? Then what about the second time? I'm assuming it was Paymon, but what, it, what was it not, maybe? I think it was the mom. I'm assuming it was, you think? I think it was the mom. I think Joan put mom's body in the attic. And yeah, summoned- that was the other thing. How the fuck did they not know that there was a body in the attic? I know. It, it had smells to so bad. You can smell when a mouse right. dies in your fucking walls. Right. You're not going to notice a body in your attic. Right. And it's been like two weeks at yeah, this point. at least. So, I mean, honestly, I'm... I- I'm going to rate this pretty high up. I'm going to give it a 4.5. I fucking loved this movie. It gave me a fucking nightmare. I had not recovered for it. It took me two fucking days. It was scary as shit. Um, I watched it yesterday and I was in the kitchen this morning getting ready for work. And I'm like, I am still pissed off about that movie. Jeremy's like, why are you pissed? And I'm like, I just can't even explain it. But it pissed me off. I loved it. I Ugh. fucking loved it. So, um, let's talk about the wine now. It was adequate. I'm going to give it one star. I mean, I'll give it two. I won't go back to it. Yeah, we didn't finish the bottle. No. It was it was adequate, yeah. Merely adequate on the wine. I don't even want to finish this class. Yeah, we didn't finish the bottle. No. Either. So, anyway, uh, so, November. No, not November. <laughs> We're going to be... Um, after watching the black nudity phone, November. Oh shit! Yes. No, no, no. Nobody sees. Nobody needs to see that. Um, after watching the black phone, which was a really, really wonderful adaptation of a book. You're welcome. Yes, that was a good choice. I really didn't want to do that, but you were 100 percent right. And I picked Heredity, and I just or Hereditary, and I'm really regretting it because it was a ball sucker. Because we had another movie that was pretty good too that yeah. I would have chosen, but. Well, 
thought it seemed cool, like hereditary. That's kind of cool. Like, okay, what's going on? See, Something I looked at the length down in the of family. time in that movie, and I was like, I didn't look at the length maybe. of time until I had already picked it, and then I was like, fuck, two hours and seven God. minutes. Damn All right, it. so anyway, November. November is gonna be movies based on books. Yes. So we're gonna start this one off with. Want to do Bullet Train first? Yeah, we can do that. So. What I decided to do, because, you know, the people who know me know that I am a voracious reader. And she, and got, I am currently she jumped in the fucking gun and picked all the fucking movies and the books. So I had to, I had to push the brakes of it and be like, I've already seen all, all of those. All of the goddamn movies. Stop watching so many fucking movies. I can't. Go. Anyway, so we're going to do um, movies that are based on books. So we can start off with Bullet Train. That would be great because I've really been wanting to see that. But I got... All of the books that we are going to be you didn't get Luckiest Girl Alive. I've got it on hold at the library. They didn't have it in. Yeah, because it's an amazing. Anyway, so it's on hold. So we might have to push that one off a little bit until I get the book. But I want to read the books so that when we do these reviews, I can actually compare and contrast how it it measured up to you know the book, how accurate it actually was. So what we've decided on is Luckiest Girl Alive, The Last Duel. Mr. Hannigan's phone, Bullet Train, and we're going to read Pride and Prejudice and Zombies. Because that's a book based on a book. Like, how fun is that? Mind and I've read that one a blown. million times, and I love it. So. I've read Pride and Prejudice, but I've not read Pride and oh, Prejudice and better, Zombies. Oh, this is zombies. Well, sure. They're zombies. It's great. I don't quite care for zombies, but, oh, it's fantastic. you know. You'll love it. Uh, I did read Luckiest Girl Alive. So, I'm one up there. Yeah, and I've, I've read are, Mr. Hannigan's phone. See, I have not. That's good. And it's I, a short story, so. And I'm, I was looking at The Last Duel, and, like, literally The Last Duel is another long movie. It's, like, a two-hour long movie. Ugh. The but book is really not The book long, looks though. quite short. I know. Yeah. When you sent me the picture of the book stack that you yeah, have there. that's the smallest book I was book like, in the stack. really? Now, that's, granted, the that's Stephen that? King book is a book of short stories, but, yeah, it's definitely well, yeah, the Mr. smallest Hannigan's book phone. Yeah. in the stack. So that's the plan. So we can start with Bullet Train um, and go from there. And we'll see if my reading can keep up with uh, <laughs> the podcasting. It's a challenge. I say we do Bullet Train and then Hannigan's Phone. Okay. And then Luckiest Girl. And okay. Then and then the last duel. But last we might duel. have to switch that up just depending on if Luckiest Girl Well, the Girl Luckiest comes Girl is longer yes, than the last gotta, duel. Yes, but I got to get the book. Yes. So it's on hold at the library, or not on hold, but you know I've got it reserved for See, when it comes. See, Shallow's in. a speed reader. On top of that, there's no way I could read all those books at once. So. Well, you don't read them anyway. You just listen to them. It's true. I do prefer that. So there you go. All right, guys. Thank you so much for listening and putting up with our million digressions and our super long podcast. Um, we love you all, and you can find us in the places. And we will talk at you next time on three, three shows, shows in a book. book.